Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our very special guest, Tiffany Lee. Would you believe the majority of non-verbal cues we display are driven by our subconscious mind? Why? Because they are important indications of how we feel and express exactly what we are thinking, even though our communicated words might disagree. Tiffany Lee has fought her way back from a diagnosis of lupus in 2009 and has made it her life's mission to help people get out of their own way. Imagine knowing how to build rapport, the most important feature and characteristic of unconscious human interaction, so that you are perceived as being in sync with whom you are communicating. This will create more successful interactions. Imagine being able to increase your confidence in difficult situations so you come out on top. How cool would it be to decrease your desire to yell and scream so you are heard in team meetings? Well, that's what body language expert Tiffany is here to show you and your team how to do. I am so grateful for your presence here today on the show, Tiffany Lee. Welcome to Wickedly Smart Women. Thank you, Emerald. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me today. Well, it is my pleasure. So I am super excited because you are somebody who has had the hero's journey, right, of of coming back from something that was very difficult for you and deciding to turn that into something powerful. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit about what called you to work with body language. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I was always a people watcher growing up. Even my mom said when I was a baby, I would just stare at people. And it kind of continued as I got older. So when I went to college, I went to college for communication and culture. And one of the classes that I took was a nonverbal communication class. And I fell in love with it because the majority of our class was actually spent watching people. So all that people watching that people love, I started it in college and then had to learn the knowledge to go along with it. What do these different moves mean? What does it mean when somebody looks this way? But then their body does something different. You know, at that time, the um, the body language world was very different than it was kind of just growing. So things have changed, but that's kind of where and how it started. And it just grew ever since then. Beautiful. Well, so let's talk a little bit about what I call talking the walk and walking the talk, because as a body language expert, I am sure that that is something that you are probably hired to help leaders to do and possibly even speakers and authors and other experts who want to present themselves in a certain way, team leaders who want to lead their teams properly. You know, I'm sure that most of us know there are a lot of people out there that are not walking their talk and talking their walk. So can you talk a little bit yourself about 
some of the things that you see people doing, maybe unconsciously, that could help our listeners maybe make some small or major adjustments in their own communication style that would be helpful for them? Yeah, sure. So one of the common things which we hear is, you know, when we listen to people, we should look them dead in the eye and we should say, "Uh uh-huh, okay, yes, I hear you. The studies are showing now that that is not what an effective listener is really about. An effective listener gives feedback, creates dialogue within the conversation, because then that really lets the other person know that you're listening. It's, so, it's okay to sit there and say, uh-huh, okay, sure. But what about if you said, oh, wow, so you had to take your kids to school this morning and drop the dog off at the vet? How did you make it to work on time? That's what an effective listener does. So that's one of the first things that I start with with my clients is let's, before we even get to the body language part, let's learn how to be an effective listener. Because so many of us between our phones, iPads, computers, and just everything around us, some people just don't really stop and listen. And that is where the breakdown in communication begins right Mm, there. Beautiful. I love that. So when we are in a place where we're attempting to create dialogue, does it make sense for the leader to be paying attention to the body language of the listeners as well? Is that something that's part of uh, this dialogue, this communication that's happening, this unspoken communication that's happening? Exactly. So let's say that you were a guest speaker at an event and there were, let's say, 50 people in the room. When I coach you, I would tell you not only how to listen to what's going on in the room, but to look at the different movements going on in the room. One big indicator, when I tell this one, people are always like, wow, when people's feet start to shift from directly in your direction or generally to the direction towards the door or to a direction away from you, that is their subconscious mind saying, I'm done. I'm ready to go. I'm no longer interested. Wow. Okay. So I'm a speaker. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions directly about speaking because I actually have a speaking event coming up in, uh, in a few weeks where I'm going to be in a room of about 50 people. So how do you help speakers in particular? And I'm going to use the word speaker broadly because, you know, you could be a platform speaker, but you could also be a leader in an organization who's standing up at the annual meeting and speaking kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? Or you could be the leader in a conference room and you're standing up in the conference room leading and you're a speaker, right? You know, for me, my experience of speaking is I'm attempting to make sure that I'm conveying my content properly. I'm attempting to make sure that I'm not falling off the stage, right? If I'm on a platform, I'm attempting to make sure that I, you know, have my microphone functioning and all, like there's so many pieces. I'm attempting to make sure that I'm staying within my time limits. How do you help somebody to now expand my awareness to the feet of the people that are in front of me, (laughs) number one, and number two, to get those feet that are turning away to turn back. Okay. So imagine that you are on a stage given a presentation. Let's, let's go that route. When you walk into the room, you want to own it. And what I go through with my coaching is teaching you things about your body and how to hold your body so that that's one thing you don't have to worry about. So one important move that you can do on stage is called that, that Superman pose. 
that arms out, hands on your hips, elbows out, that's going to make you appear immediately confident. Immediately. You cannot know what you're saying. (laughs) But if you come out with that, the room is automatically going to assume that, hey, you're in charge. You know what you're talking about. That's like all the superheroes, Superman, all of them. They go into this Superman pose is actually what we call it in our world. And you immediately give them a certain type of respect. When I train people who are going to speak, we talk about different movements that will work for them. So that now when you're in the room, that's one thing that can be off of your mind and you can move towards the audience and seeing what they're really doing. So what I always say is you want to create, and no matter what situation, this is from the stage to the boardroom to a small meeting in your office, you want to try to create some kind of connection. So I always tell people, don't be afraid to get a little personal or to use examples that people really know. And somebody said to me, well, I'm given a budget meeting. What kind of real life example can I give? And I said, go in the room and say, imagine you went to the bank this morning and you looked at your account and you thought you had $1,000 in there. But when you went, the teller said, ma'am, you only have $30 in your account. And just pause. Mm. And let people create that image in their head. And then you can go into your content. And when you're presenting, I tell people when they do presentations and slides, you want to limit the amount of information, words that you put on those slides. People aren't going to remember that. They're going to remember what you shared with them and how you connected to them. People like to have a million words on a slide, especially in business settings, because they want to read off the slide. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst possible thing that you could do Mm. if you're given a presentation of any kind. So that's where I start with people. Beautiful. Well, so what I'm hearing there is I love the Superman pose because what I'm hearing myself in that is it immediately not only is like a position of power and authority, but it also opens your heart. My, like I feel my heart opening when I'm doing that. And if my heart is opening, then I'm demonstrating to the, to the, like sending the body language that my heart is open and I'm here to connect with you. Am I hearing you correctly? Yes, that's that's exactly right. And the more open you're perceived, the easier it is for people to believe you. We always say, keep your zones clear. Keep your throat clear. Keep your, we call it your your naughty bits clear. And keep your chest open. When you have all of these zones open, you are immediately perceived as somebody who's being truthful, who's Mm. being honest, and someone that other people can trust. And people are always like, well, what do I do with my hands? This is where I come in and I teach you the Superman pose. I teach you the one arm out, half Superman pose. We've got one hand on your hip. And let's say you have to hold a clicker with the other hand. You don't want to hold that clicker and fumble with it because we'll do it subconsciously out of nerves. But it'll be perceived to the audience as you not knowing what you're talking about, as you're fumbling, as you're not confident. So we want to alleviate that as much as possible. Mm, Beautiful. And so can you talk about what to do when you're paying attention to your presentation and you're seeing the feet go the other way? (laughs) What can you do to, like, can you send body language that says, feet, come back in my direction? (laughs) So this is where being prepared comes in hand. Because at any moment that you see these movements, you may in an instant have to kind of change your course. 
change how you're delivering the message. Or you may ask someone, how do you feel about what I'm saying? Is this making sense? Do you follow me? Are you, am I am clearly enough? And so you want to create that dialogue because the more you can get people talking to you, the more information you can get. So let's say you ask Susan, Susan's feet have shifted now. And you're saying, uh-oh, she's not liking what I'm saying. So you could say, Susan, what do you think about this project or whatever it is that you're talking about? What do you think about this? Do you have any thoughts? And the moment that they start to talk and give you some feedback, you will immediately know which way to change the direction of the conversation. So okay. let's say she's having an issue with spending the budget on lawn chairs. And you can say, well, the benefit of that will be that now our employees can create a kind of work-life balance. When they go to lunch, they can sit out on these nice lawn chairs. That'll make them more productive because they're happy. And at the end of the day, the more productive they are, the more we increase our bottom line. Great. So what I'm hearing there is paying attention to somebody's feet in a meeting actually can help you to be distilling even more data as a leader so that you can either course correct your communication to get them to buy into the direction that you're trying to go or so that you can actually get from them the awareness of where they're off course and help them to correct. Exactly. You're exactly right. And that's the data that we want to pull from people without saying, what's wrong? Or you want to leave? You don't ever want to say that. (laughs) You may think that, but we got to figure out different ways to pull that information to accomplish the same thing you're originally trying to accomplish, just in a different way. Beautiful. All right. Well, we're already amazingly at the break. It happens so fast. I don't (laughs) even know how we already get here, but here we are. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Tiffany. But for now, listeners, I want to thank all of you who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Maryland. And we will be right back with Tiffany Lee. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Tiffany Lee. You can find out more about Tiffany at truthtelleronline.com. That's truthtelleronline.com. We'll put that in the show notes. 
And uh, Tiffany, before we went to the break, we were talking a lot about like in business settings or speaking engagements with people, how we can use the power of understanding body language and get the kind of coaching that you offer to speakers and leaders to elicit more information, to be able to be more persuasive, to be able to course correct. What I'd like to ask you now is I want to ask you a little bit about being in business yourself because you're you know, a self-employed consultant. And I want to ask you about your own process of stepping in, like embodying, fully embodying your own leadership and what that was like for you. And maybe if there was some body language work that you did with yourself to help you become more empowered in your role as a leader and a business owner. Sure. Well, you know, it's an ongoing process. When I started this journey, I had no idea it was going to turn into a passion of mine. I've always known I've liked working with people, but I struggled with in what capacity. You know, I taught in gyms for a while. I was a cycling instructor and I thought that was it. I was like, this is great, but not really hit my heart where I, where I was looking for. And so when I discovered that body language and teaching body language could actually be a career, I was so excited. I went to a training by my now friend and mentor, Janine Driver, who was one of the top body language experts in the country. And when I walked into the training, I immediately got emotional because I, I just knew that this was it. So for me, learning all of the things that I then go and teach people, it taught me when I go into an office and maybe I'm nervous, what's the hand move to do when you're nervous so that other people don't know you're nervous? And I started doing that. One of the number one missed body language movements is the shoulder shrug. That's that kind of, I don't know. Right, exactly. So you see that and you think, okay, that person just doesn't know. Or when somebody says, did you come home late last night? And they're like, no, they say no. And then they shrug their shoulders. When you're not thinking about it and when you don't know, you miss that. But the moment that what they're saying and then what their body is doing don't match, that's the sign that there's something else there. So these are the things that I had to learn and then I started using. So as I grew in my career and working with clients, I just continually did research, found more information, found what we're now calling the new body language versus the old. The old body language used to say, if you're talking to somebody and you don't look them in the eye, that means you're lying. Studies are showing that's not true anymore mm. because it depends on what kind of thinker, in essence, that person is. Are they visual, auditory, or kinesthetic? That can direct where they look. They may look up because they're actually looking in their brain for the answer. They may look toward their ear or lean that way because as they're talking, where they remember memories is from auditory. So as someone who's trying to build this career, I take all of that into account when I'm working with people, when mm -hmm. I'm talking to people. I ask the important questions. Okay, so you're, you're going to go speak at an event for 500 people. Tell me why you want to do this. What does this event mean to you? The more I can get people to connect with what it is that they're trying to do, the easier it becomes to pick up on some of these body language movements and then verbal and statement analysis, because I do dig into that. It's like a whole pie. You know, when I say body language, people think it's just about 
the physical movements, and that is a big part of it, but it's also statement analysis, how you say words, what you say, how you respond to people. All of that, along with body language, is what makes this so effective. So that's kind of the package that I had to learn to present. Because in the beginning, starting my own business, I was just talking about the body language. Even though I knew the statement analysis, I said, well, if I'm saying I'm a body language expert, I should talk about just the body. But then as I slowly, in my presentations, would include some of the statement analysis, and that, once you get into that, people's minds are just blown about words and what they really mean when you hear them. That is how I kind of was able to develop a total package. It's like you can have a cake and you had the flour, but flour by itself does nothing. You need all of the ingredients to come together to make your mom's favorite cake, right? So that's kind of how I approach my clients and my career. This is a field that is forever growing, is forever changing. So even though I call myself an expert, all the experts are still learning. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. I love that. So I want, I actually want our wickedly smart women who are tuning in right now to actually hear that. If you are one of those wickedly smart women who is either starting your own business, dreaming of having your own business, or have had your own business for a long time, those words that Tiffany just shared with us are really valid and valuable words. I want those to sink in for you. Nice breath. <laughs> We are all learning and we are all growing and we are all experiencing greater and greater degrees of our expertise. We're evolving in our expertise. And so I think the most important thing there is to not think that there's a finish line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There, There never is. And at some point I had to tell myself to just go for it. I would see opportunities and then say, well, I don't know enough. I don't have enough clients under my belt to go for this big client, or I don't have enough testimonials to do this or to do that. But at some point, especially when you figure out your passion, you have to go. We do an exercise in um, the classes that I teach at the Body Language Institute with Janine Driver, where we ask people, if you had all the money in the world, if everything was taken care of, your families were taken care of, you had no debt, you had no student loans, house was paid off, who would you help? Mm-hmm. So we go around the room, everybody says who or what they would help, if there's an organization, different groups of people that they would want to work with. And then what we say after that is, you have to put your ego aside because they're waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So the fear that you feel about going to speak to people, that's your ego got people out there who are waiting on you. They're counting on you to get yours so you can help them. Mm, I agree 100%. In fact, I believe that when we have a calling, like you clearly have a calling on your life to help people in this area. When you have that calling, it's because there's natural gifts that you came to this planet to contribute in that area that is calling you to want to deliver those gifts. And on the other side of the calling are all the people who are praying for help and the solution to the challenges that they might have in this particular area. So yes, 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 and yes, I agree. <laughs> so I want to ask you a funny question that's just kind of coming into, um, into my awareness right now. And that is, is there you know, maybe one or two body language messages that people unconsciously send that they could easily correct, maybe pick one, 
that you see a lot of that they could easily correct just by having the awareness of it to help them be a better leader or a better team player, or even a better wife or better sister or better mother kind of thing? Wow, picking one is <laughs> difficult. <laughs> there are so many. But um, I would say the, the easiest one to notice and, and to start to look for is that shoulder shrug. That shoulder shrug can save lives. When I teach to moms and we talk about communicating with your kids, with your husband, I say, imagine parents who would have felt so relieved to know that when they, their children came home and they said, how was school today? And they said, oh, everything was fine. And they did a shoulder shrug and they kept moving, that there's something else there, that everything wasn't fine, that maybe they got picked on. Maybe they felt small or less than. And we've seen how many children have unfortunately taken their lives as a result of all of this. So imagine the power of knowing a simple shoulder shrug could save somebody's life. Mm, beautiful. Girl, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have a hard time with that. That was, that was pretty, pretty powerful. All right. I have, let's see, one more question for you. And that is, is there a way, you know, I think leaders are required to set and keep boundaries in order to be able to be fully effective and to channel the energy of a whole group of people in the direction of the, the vision that is trying to be brought into fruition. So is there something that you can offer to leaders around creating clear boundaries, utilizing body language, not just like, you know, sometimes you say like, this is it, this is what we're going to do, but your body is saying something completely different. And so people are picking up the subconscious and they're going off and doing their own thing kind of thing. Is there something that you can offer to help people, especially big hearted people who have a hard time setting boundaries, or if they set them, have a hard time keeping boundaries? Okay. Well, one thing that you can do is to always keep your hands visible. When your hands are visible during a conversation, you immediately send the message that what you're saying is trustworthy, that you are then a trustworthy person, so that when you begin to set boundaries, they're perceived as good things, as opposed to how we think of the traditional, don't do this, don't do that. It's, I'm doing this to better you, to better myself, and to better the organization. It's when we get into that fist closed, hands kind of grasped together, hiding behind our backs, or right down in front of us, kind of like hiding the groin area. Those are all immediate signs to stand up, to stand up and to back off. So when you're communicating with people, Try to keep your body as open as possible. Don't be afraid of looking too gregarious and talking with your hands because I promise you, the more that you show your hands, the more of what you say is going to be valued and the boundaries that you set are not going to be seen as a negative thing. I love that. That is so awesome. I feel good. <laughs> oh, that's good. good. Hearing that. I feel really good hearing that. And I love the reframe of boundaries being perceived as good things. That's like the first time I heard even that thought form. So 
I am so grateful that you brought that to us today, Tiffany. Oh yeah, no yeah. problem. That's one thing that I tell people in all of this, that at the end of the day, we're trying to create relationships. Uh-huh. And when people say, well, I'm just going to Starbucks, how can I create a relationship with the Starbucks person? It's using the tools we talked about. It's the listening. Mm-hmm. It's the giving the feedback. It's the saying, how are you? How was your day? At the end of the day, we want to get to the truth. And the only way that we can get to the truth is to build relationships. The more comfortable people are with you, the more that they'll trust and believe the things that you say. I love it. All right, Tiffany, you are a rock star. So grateful for your presence. <laughs> Thank you. You are too. Today. Thank you so much for being here. And so listeners, we are at the end of the show today. We love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. Uh, don't forget, you can find out more about Tiffany at truthtelleronline.com. And uh, please check out her site and get more information about perhaps either booking her as a speaker or a consultant to come in and work with your teams or maybe work with her directly yourself. We also would love to have you put ratings and reviews into uh, iTunes and all the other places where the show is being heard, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all of those places. And when we get great reviews, we might even give you a shout out on the show. So thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are wonderful women. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.